We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1280. I'm your host, Greg Audino, and the question I'll be answering today is a question that I'm really excited about. We're going to be talking about the idea of transaction in relationships. And for what it's worth, this question is also very interesting for me due to the sense of mystique surrounding it, which you guys can't really appreciate so much as I can. Um, The thing is, I've talked to this listener through email, obviously, but I have no idea of their real name or even of their gender, uh, which is very unusual for me. They've also opted to ask the question a bit more vaguely instead of going more into their unique story. So just a different feel on my end that, you know, keeps things fresh. But as always, we're going to look to help them out all the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's question and optimize your life. I would love to get your input on people who perceive relationships, friendship, romantic, familial, professional, as something transactional and conditional. I guess what I'd really appreciate is your take on how to cope with the idea that most, if not all, relationships seem conditional. Maybe things are not overt, but there's always an underlying feeling that everything is a give and take in one way or another. Or maybe it's just me thinking and feeling this way. It just leaves me with a strange feeling of disappointment. Okay, Asker, phenomenal question here. I'm very grateful to you for sending it in, and I do think there's a ton of opportunity here for self-reflection. Now, first, I want to say that I'm really glad you're entertaining the idea that it might just be you thinking and feeling this way. Uh, Because frankly, whether or not others feel this way, and whether or not there is some measurable answer as to how much give and take is right in a relationship, there is not, by the way, what's most important to focus on is the fact that you think this way. However, that critically important point aside, The one thing about other people that I do feel is worth mentioning and exploring right now is the fact that when others think give and take, it's often thought of as a good thing. You know, love or relationships are a give and take. That's kind of a popular saying that most people find some kind of, uh, some kind of like joyous instruction in. You seem to consider it as a type of condemnation though. So regardless of right or wrong, let's just think about why you might be having this reaction. Some questions that I might be asking myself if I had this reaction would probably be, number one, are there people I love regardless of what they provide me with? If so, why would I be the only one who loves this way? And if not, why do I feel I need acts of service from them? And what are those acts of service? Um, Number two, do I feel this way about everyone in my life or are there exceptions? Number three, Did major sources of love in my life criticize me for a lack of service? Did my parents maybe criticize one another for lack of service? So what examples have been set for me and were they truly healthy examples? And last, am I giving and receiving the same amount of emotion to my professional relationships as I am to my family ones? Now I ask this because you've spoken about transaction in all relationships, 
but certainly professional or like educational relationships are meant to have a lesser degree of raw love uh, and therefore a higher degree of transaction than personal relationships. So look, these types of questions will likely springboard some insight into how your mindset has come to be what it is. And depending on what types of answers you find, you'll have different paths of self-exploration in front of you that could yield even more understanding and ultimately, uh, hopefully, peace of mind. But when it comes to coping with this idea in the here and now, as always, I think it's important to work on accepting this part of yourself. Maybe you are just a person who, due to whatever conditioning, at least right now, struggles with the feeling that all relationships are transactional. Accepting this and becoming curious about it will enable you to politely challenge this part of yourself more often as opposed to silencing it and making it out to be an enemy. And I know that's something I say all the time on this show, but it is really important. And to start that process of challenging, um, I'd like to go back to the idea of give and take and help you not necessarily paint, but consider a different picture. Let me ask you this. Is it possible that transaction in relationships is not an absence of something more genuine, but rather a byproduct of something more genuine? Maybe the relationship won't fail without transaction, but transaction just helps to maintain it. So doing things for one another, again, in personal relationships, is not the basis of the relationship, but maybe it's a reflection of love. So since I love you, I want to show that love by doing things for you and might expect you to express your love by doing some things for me, because that's how I express love. (laughs) Or I love you, therefore I do things for you, instead of I do things for you, therefore I love you. So this all makes transaction an expression of love rather than a false idea of love and might turn the the criticizing of someone for not doing more into a misguided cry for help rather than an act of aggression. That's something to consider. Now, does everyone walk that line perfectly? Absolutely not. No way. Not even close. There is a never-ending dance between expecting too much, giving too much, expecting too little, giving too little, giving and wanting to receive love in different ways, uh, and of course, being able to understand and communicate all of this efficiently. So to me, there's an endless array of confusion surrounding this that contributes to a lot of relationships feeling more transactional than they should be or that the people within them want them to be. And I think that is where the self-reflection, individual therapy, and of course, couples therapy can be extraordinarily useful. But right now, my hope for you is that you can, again, work on being more accepting and curious of this bias you have while also starting to whittle away at it and acknowledge that not only does transaction vary in different relationships with different people, but that the motivation behind transaction is not always absent of love. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. 
We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And a big thanks to the asker once again for sending in such a wonderful question. A question that I hope leaves all of us wondering a little bit about the level of transaction in our own relationships. And specifically, what drives that transaction and how much we are relying on that transaction. Regardless of the motives behind it, the transaction of behavior inside and out is a big part of the engine that runs a relationship. And we really want to be mindful of that. But again, we need not be scared of that, right? As I say all this, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking at one of my cats right now who I feel nothing but pure love towards. Yet still, of course there's transaction in that. Would I have gotten him if I didn't expect his presence to fill me with that feeling of love and joy? No, I might as well have gotten a pet rock. So transaction is always present to a degree, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily laced with bad intentions or, more importantly, that it can't coexist with true meaning. Food for thought. So look, if you liked what we did today and you have a question of your own that you'd like answered on the show, please email it into advice at oldpodcast.com. Don't be shy. We are happy to help. And other than that, I do hope to see you again tomorrow in the Sunday show. I'll have a post from introvertdeer.com on the value of alone time. So be sure to tune in for that, where your optimal life awaits.